Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. Today, we're joined by Bridget Carroll, and we'll be taking a dive into the immune system. Welcome to Eat Right Nutrition, episode one. Uh, we're joined today by Bridget Carroll. Hey, everyone. Um, Bridget, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you got some new things going on. Uh, yeah. Recent business launched. Yeah. So I first worked with Dorona Nicole at Lifetime Fitness um, out of Chestnut Hill in Massachusetts. So since then, I've moved on to doing my own private practice. I specialize in gut health and hormone healing. I use functional labs, which is really interesting, I know, to you guys. <laughs> um, and I heal people from a root cause approach. And so what that means is instead of saying, I can't lose weight, I actually think about the why. Like, why can't you lose weight? Is it a hormonal imbalance? Is it a gut imbalance? And then I work with clients and um, – he, figure out what changes they need to make in order to heal. And um, it's really interesting. So I just started my own private practice, Well by Bridget, and um, I'm launching a gut health program, group gut health program, my first one in July. So it's really exciting right now to be in the nutrition world. And I'm really excited to talk about the topic with you guys today. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so where can we go to find some information about your, um, your business, your program launching? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. So that's the best place to find me from there. Um, there'll be like links in my bio, whether it's, I kind of figure out for my clients, it's really personalized. So trying to figure out like if they fit well into that group program or if they should do a three or six month individualized program. So I always hop on the phone with my clients. So the link in my bio is just a free 30 minute call with me. And you can kind of learn more about what I do for you, um, at that link. And yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, I will post a, uh, some information on this so that we, you know, have some text on where to find you. Uh, it's well by Bridget, right? Yeah. Well by Bridget and Bridget is spelled really funky. So everyone make sure you look at the, the, the link. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, we want to dive into a little bit about immune system. I know it's a relevant topic now, uh, eat right nutrition podcast being episode one, being one of the many businesses birthed out of, uh, COVID-19 having that time to get things together. Um, so I wanted to kind of touch up on immune system health. Obviously people are starting to be a little bit more conscious around their immune system. Um, and we want to just talk not so much about, uh, during times of uh, sickness or pandemic, but more so along the lines of how do we keep a healthy immune system on a regular basis? What are some of the things that we generally see with clients and, and that we want to uh, work on and modify? Uh, you know, there's always those people that they tend to get sick often, 
right? So Bridget, can you explain to us a little bit about some of those clients that are constantly getting sick and, you know, maybe they always catch the flu every season, get sick two or three times a year. What's going on with those people? Yeah. So I try to think again with that root cause approach. So not just that they're getting sick, but like the why, just like you're saying. So a huge part of our immune system set about 70 to 80% of our immune system is in the gut. So it's in the gut via our GALT system. That's what it's called. And so if our gut is out of balance, then our immune system doesn't work properly. And when I say out of balance, it's not just having gut symptoms like bloating or heartburn or um, what is another good one? Uh, like food sitting in our stomach. It's not just that, but it's also thinking about, do I have skin issues that are related to my gut health? Am I getting sick all the time? So those are kind of signs that your gut is out of balance. So working on gut health with your nutrition coach, with a functional dietitian, we really helpful to get to that root cause of what's what is messing with your immune system. So what could be decreasing your immune system in the gut is gut health, but also stress. There's that gut brain connection. Um, and so when I explain it to like my pediatric clients, my younger kids, I think of it as like two different cell phones. Like there's a cell phone in your stomach and there's a cell phone in your brain and they talk to each other. That's basically what the gut brain connection is. And it's um, via a nerve called the vagus nerve and they talk to each other. And so if we're mentally and emotionally stressed, that's not helpful for the gut. That actually changes over time, the good and the bad bacteria in our gut. So stress directly affects our immune system too. I mean, this is something I see on my clients that do stool tests all the time, especially I just got one back this week and, um, this girl has been stressed. I mean, what has it been? Four months, maybe three, four months of COVID. And so her immune system was so low. And we really talked about the stress component. Another thing, so we have um, gut health, we have stress that affects our immune system, and then nutrition. So if we are eating foods, one, that stress out the immune system, like gluten or dairy, for some people it's eggs or sugar, that will stress out the immune system and then you'll get sick more often. Um, but it also could be, you know, especially in the fitness world, we see a lot of people eat the same things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they're nutrient deficient because they're eating the same things. And so that, that's not helpful for, for nutrient levels. I think that's a really good point. I'm just going to jump in here because yeah. this is the piece that I think for Daron and I talk a lot about with our clients in a fitness in the fitness realm, right? So where you're working with people that are exercising pretty rigidly, they're restricting their food or they're trying to lose weight or you know, there's all different aspects of what they're trying to manipulate. They're not sleeping well, they're stressed at work. And so when they come to us and we're trying to design a workout program, we're trying to maybe help them to create a food plan that's going to get them the results that they want from their workouts. Um, a lot of the times we run into like kind of that wall of, a yeah, a roadblock to help them. Yeah. And a lot of my clients know that I send them to you yeah. so that then when they come back to me, I can continue to do, do the work to help them to get to the goals that they're looking for. So this is a full tier of what the immune system is um, built to do is to keep you ultimately 
healthy to achieve the goals to become your best you, both from a health standpoint and in the gym. Um, and over time, as we age, that's something that you want to essentially prevent yeah. any further problems. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, so you, you mentioned, I just want to backtrack a little bit. You, Bridget, you mentioned, uh, you know, gut health obviously as is a main factor and that's something that you focus on a lot. Um, and what are some of the things that you're looking at in the gut in terms of testing and, and like, what kind of markers are you looking for? What types of bacteria? I know that, um, you know, you recently did some work with Nicole, obviously with, with her gut and she did a, a stool test. Uh, so what exactly are you looking at? That's a great question. I, I love answering this question because it's, it's really interesting. So you go to a gastroenterologist and they might test one or two things in your gut. Like, oh, you might have a parasite because you're having a lot of bloating or acid reflux. But what I'm testing is four pages of what's in your gut. So it is the really pathogenic or what I just called bad bacteria. Um, it is your good bacteria. So we hear a lot about, especially in new research, that good bacteria really influences every single part of health and life. So it does look at your good bacteria. It looks at um, yeast or what's really getting big now is called candida. And that is really pathogenic, bad yeast. Um, And I see that a lot with anxiety and pain and skin issues bloating. It's really rampant, I think. And then it also looks at how well you're breaking down food. Those are your enzymes, your digestive enzymes, and kind of looks at stomach acid as well. Um, It looks at a marker of your immune health. So, So that's called your secretory IgA. And that level you want in the thousands. That should be the number. But like, for example, my client that I looked at this week, hers was 150. And what was mine? I don't remember. 85. 85. Oh my God. I, I think you won for the lowest. I think I, so when I remember when I read the report that I got from you, yeah. I, I text her and I was like, okay, I'm very competitive. So when my number is this low, I'm now going to become, this is a mission for me. And I have to be honest with you, other than some bloating yeah. um, and a little bit of nausea when I was finishing my meals, those were the only symptoms that I really had. So to see that number be so low, I'm not someone that gets sick a lot. I'm yeah. not someone that gets the flu or anything like that. Like, so it was really shocking to me to see that that number was so low. What I will say is I did experience a lot of um, fatigue. Like I would have fatigue. a hard time getting through my workouts sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I knew when I was experiencing those things that something was definitely out of balance. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with us what yours was because I couldn't remember. I am competitive. Like if I want to, I want, you know, if when you go to the doctor and you get all your numbers, this is something that I think is really big. And I think it's a, a big point here, Daron, is people go to the gym to lose weight. People go to the gym to look a certain way. Um, but one of the things that we know is so important are these markers of health. And I think it's really important that testing is something that even I am becoming new to and, and, um, looking into for markers of health. Like it's great to have a great physique, but if your gut isn't helping to protect your immune system, you can look good, but you don't always feel good. And I think that's something that's really important in our industry is people tend to see all these pictures of beautiful physiques, 
Um, but we really don't know what's deep down and underlying for some of how these people may feel. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important that clients understand that while yes, we want to help them from a fitness standpoint, our number one goal is to protect their immune system and it is to get them healthy. And depending on where they're coming in, in their journey for fitness, it might not be the right time for weight loss. Maybe healing themselves from the inside out is the first place to start. And then eventually we can get to that place. And I think that's a really important component to um, dealing with your immune system. Yeah. I love that. I, I also, I think it's super important in terms of, you know, you get clients that are like, you talk about different foods that they eat and you may talk about certain intolerances and they're like, you know, I use dairy as an example. Right. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, are you lactose intolerant or do you have a milk allergy? Right. And just like, Oh no, 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 I'm fine. And they brush it off. Uh, and what I find often with clients in terms of the foods that we eat is they often don't know how they're supposed to feel because yeah. they've been in this cycle of feeling a certain way that's basically the norm for them for their entire lives. 100%. And then they come to you and you talk to them about, okay, well, maybe is there a dairy issue? Are you bloated? Are you having some digestive issues due to uh, consume? I'm just using that as an example because it's a, you know, a good example. Um, and they just say no. And then when they start to eliminate some of that stuff that might be bothering them, they're like, oh my God, I feel really good. And I never actually realized how bad I felt before. A hundred percent. I see that all the time. So yeah. And, and testing for sensitivities is really tough. So the gold standard is an elimination, although they're getting better. There's a company, I think it's actually out of New York, that's called um, Vibra America. And they're doing these tests called Zoomers. And they test 20 different proteins in a food and see how they react with your immune system. So I personally did that a couple of years ago and eggs came up really high for me. I didn't realize that every time after I was eating eggs, I was feeling nauseous. It wasn't until I took them out for six months and added them back in slowly that I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was happening. So I think that's spot on. I think eggs is something that over the last few years I've realized actually is, although it's an excellent source of protein. Yeah. It's also a very common allergen for people. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, cool. So... I want to talk a little bit about strategy, right? So you get a client, they come in, um, their immune system is shot. You're looking at um, different markers. You're, you've done their stool. You've looked at their blood work. Where do you start from a food perspective? I think from a food perspective, I focus on color. I think that's really important. So when I say color, I mean fruits and vegetables, like I might have clients that are really eating two cups of vegetables a day. That is not going to feed your good bacteria or support your immune system. So we have to work on adding those in. But a caveat to that is that if their gut is a mess, they can't digest broccoli, right? Nicole that would be me. Raising her hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be me. And that's why I think I was getting not, like I am a really healthy eater. Right. I do eat at least a cup to a cup and a half at every meal. And I think that's why I was getting bloated and nauseous was that every time I would try and finish my meal, I just felt awful. And so I've been using digestive enzymes with every meal and it's a game changer. Like yeah. It's completely changed 
how I feel. I feel so much better. And I was even telling Bridget earlier before we sat down for this podcast that my skin feels, my skin is like softer and healthier. Like I definitely wasn't absorbing, you know, my nutrients that I was eating. So for all of you guys out there that are even eating well, if your gut is off, you still are, you're missing out on all the vital nutrients that you need. Absolutely. I think it's, there's a saying in functional nutrition, which is, it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. What you absorb. Yeah. And it's so true. So I, some people, I'm not even able to change much food. Like maybe right. it's taking out the inflammatory foods and working on adding color, but sometimes it's really just like adding supplements in for a month that work on gut health. And that's what we have to focus on. So it's, my approach is very personalized to, okay, what can, what can they do? What can they tolerate right now? And I will say this too, if I can jump in, because I'm going to continue to use myself as an example since we are working together. And I think it's important because as a fitness professional, people tend to think that we just are healthy, right? you know, and it's not, it's not always true. You know, I think that if you take the time to take a step back, and heal first, then the goals that you're looking to achieve down the line are obviously going to be much more beneficial for you. Yeah. And I actually work with a lot of dietitians. Yeah. So I had a dietitian that I'm, she's working with me in my six month program and her initial email to me was, but I know I should know all of this. I should know how to heal myself. (laughs) And I said, that is ridiculous. One, even dietitians that go through six years of schooling we're not taught how to do this. I had to go to three to four more years to learn how to heal. And so that's 10 years of education on nutrition to be able to do this type of work. So it, it, yeah, it's tough as like, as health professionals in general, it's all about creating that team. You know, I think when I really sat down and thought I I knew something was off when you eat and you feel nauseous, like that's never a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make sure that going into, you know, the next couple of years of wanting to maybe do another bikini show or, you know, maybe change my physique as I head into my fifties. Um, you want to make sure that your body is in its as at is at its best. Um, so I think it's really important that people take a step back. Physique is great, but health is obviously that's the topic of this podcast is immunity, your immune system. So you got to pay attention to the things that are going to make you feel better first. You know, it's funny that you bring that up with the physique and the health, because I think over the last, even when Bridget, when you and I met or Nicole, when you and I met, right, we, I I was in a place where I was still like bodybuilding physique. I want to be huge. And I have to say that when I was bodybuilding in competition, like that was the worst I ever felt. Like I had a point like, four weeks out from, from competing, um, where I eat a piece of broccoli and my stomach is like out bloated. And I I mean, like I had a point where I just cut out all fiber. Um, and you know, obviously over the last couple of years, I've shifted the focus more to health and wellness and, and, you know, focusing on digestive enzymes, focusing on getting in a lot more, uh, colors, like you said, Bridget, and just, the way I feel, I wouldn't trade that to go back to yeah. the old lifestyle of, you know, I'd rather look okay and feel great than look great and feel horrible. <laughs> like crap. I know. Jerome, so you true. look great. You, you look- both look <laughs> great. Okay. Let's but, get that. Um, but it's, it's a different mindset, right? Jerome, like you have a physique in your mind 
I mean, and our clients all come to us with the same, this is not, ours was just a higher level because it's comp a competition, but clients come to us all the time looking for ripped abs, bigger shoulders, you know, being skinnier, like thinner, a certain number on the scale. None of that means anything if you don't feel good. And I think that's something that I'm hoping that as we continue our discussions, even here, people start to understand that that's more important than the way you look and you can still look great yeah. and feel great. Like it is possible to do both. Yes. Like I well, think people think it's one or the other, right? I, I also think there's a testament to like, Nicole, you and I have talked about this, that sometimes clients will come with you and you mentioned it earlier, right? Sometimes clients will come and they'll be like a first time client and you literally can't get results out of them until you fix certain things, right? right? Yeah. So with that being said, like, you know, the, the focus should first be on the, that, you know, predominantly focusing on the health wellness aspect, um, you know, correcting certain imbalances. And then over time, you'll actually get results quicker yeah. if, if you correct some of those things. Yes, absolutely. And what I think that's what people don't realize too, is that is exactly that, that like, once you get rid of those imbalances, once you heal your gut, your body just is like, thank you. And it gets to be where you want it to be. So yeah, I agree. And it's a natural progression, right? We're talking about immune system health, right? So if you, if you think of it, I tell my clients all the time, it's like a circle or a cycle. If you don't sleep well, you don't make good choices in your food, right? Cause your willpower or your choice yep. power. Your, your hormones, hormones are changed. Everything is yeah. off, right? And then you can't get a workout in or you do a half ass workout, <laughs> um, right? So you're not even getting the best of your workouts, which makes you sleep worse. And then your recovery is worse. So that cycle and people literally live in that space. And to your point, Jerome, they don't even know that that's awful and that they shouldn't be feeling that way until they come to see some one of us we send them to Bridget, <laughs> we get her to fix them, they come back to us and then they're sleeping better, their hormones are balanced, their immune system is strong enough to take a, a good solid workout and digest better food. And then, like you said, things happen kind of naturally mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a better way. So a lot of that, like, so like we mentioned, like the stress of like not sleeping enough and things like that, right? So um I want to address the habit piece with you, Bridget, and I also want to, and obviously you know you as well, Nicole, um, but I also want to then address like, you know, supplements and things like that and, and different, you know, dietary prescriptions. But from, you know, we have the concept of a stress cup, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the more important topics that people don't realize because they're like, cool, I'm just going to exercise and eat, right? And then they're not sleeping. They're not... Um, you know, they're stressed at home, they're stressed at work. So how is that weighing down on their immune system? And how does the stress cup work? Can you explain that? Yes. So I love the idea of the stress cup. And actually, it came about when I was working at Lifetime. So what the stress cup is, is if we literally think of an empty glass, in, every in, in that glass is our body. And then every day, the the body feels stress, um, whether it's not sleeping well, whether there's a gut imbalance, whether we're not eating enough vegetables, and that cup fills up with water. And those that's the stressor. So if you have a bad night's sleep, maybe the cup is half full of water. When that cup or the body is overstressed or overfilled, 
then it overflows and we see symptoms. So whenever a client is like, I feel bloated today, I had dairy, but the other day I didn't feel bloated when I had dairy. I go back to the stress cup. I'm like, okay, so maybe it's not fully about the dairy. Maybe it's because you're mentally, emotionally stressed or you didn't sleep or you didn't eat a lot of vegetables that day. Like what are the other stressors that make that cup overflow and see symptoms? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. And I also think I would add to that too, how this is something I talk to my clients all the time. What type of stressor are you? Like, for example, do you stress eat or do you stress starve? Oh, do you stay awake at night or do you sleep all day? Like everybody's body responds to the stress cup differently. Like I know for myself, if I have a presentation to do at work, I'm a stress starver. Like I will not eat because I'm too nervous before I stand up in front of people to talk. But if I have a personal issue, like I have a fight with my parents, I am a hagen like <laughs> diving in. I'm a stress eater, like I wanna comfort myself. So I think it's really important too with clients to find out what type of stressor are they? Do they run when they're stressed to lose their mind in a four mile run or a heavy lift? Or do they wanna take a nap? Because then I think the symptoms are different and I think the solutions are different too. Because some of our clients, we're pulling them back away from exercise if they're too stressed. And some we may actually want to do more to relieve stress. That's That's the beauty of the personalization piece of what all three of us do. Yeah. Because we're able to, you guys are not average trainers or nutrition coaches <laughs> at all. You guys are getting into their lives so that you can help them better. And that personalization, if you have, and I'll, I'll say this for the people in the back, if you have a coach that is not getting all the information about your body, about your life, like you were talking about, about talking about those things, then ditch them because they need to be understanding how you live your life so that they can best prescribe a nutrition regimen, a testing regimen, a fitness regimen. Mm -hmm. So it's really that personalization of looking at that stress cup, like what is stressing out their body? How do they deal with it? How can we change that habit that they cope with it? Yeah, I agree. The exercise piece is cool uh, to talk about because a lot of times, and Bridget, like you brought up, like, you know, ditch your coach if they're not focusing on these things. Um, there's, there are so many coaches out there that I see that will focus on, you know, and there are great coaches out there too. Um, but there are coaches out there that will focus on eating and exercise, eating and exercise, eating and exercise, constantly focusing on those things. Right. And it's like, you don't know what their stressors are outside of that. Did they get enough sleep? Um, you know, are they in too big of a caloric deficit? Is that, is that a stressor for them? Right. How long have they been in a caloric deficit? Do you need to kind of refeed that person? Um, and, and focusing on, on all those things. A lot of times, like with Nicole and I, what we've had with clients is, Hey, we got to scale back the exercise. You're working out too much because your stress cup is already filled with things that are stressors in your everyday life. And until we solve those problems, we need to scale back your exercise because that's people don't look at exercise. Like that's an added stress. Right. A hundred. Yes. Yes. It is. It is. It's such a huge stress. I can actually think about myself and when I was, when I, when my stress cup was overfilled, I was doing a really high intensity. Actually, I think, I think I 
can remember, I was in a Barry's class, which if you're from New York or Boston, you know, those are high intensity classes. My stomach started hurting in the middle of class and I got a sore throat literally in the middle of class. And to me, that was like, and I was educated enough to be like, oh my God, my stress cup is overfilled. <laughs> so I basically, to, to your point, like half-assed the rest of the class. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's about listening to your body too. I think in the fitness industry, and you guys can tell me what you think about this, but there's this mentality sometimes of push, push, push. I, I, I was driving down the street yesterday and there was a guy wearing a t-shirt and it said, pain is weakness leaving the body. And I literally like gasped. <laughs> And I was like, no, it is not. Like, that did is you did you pull over and tell? I them? wanted no. to actually. There was a whole group of them wearing this shirt. Um, but well, I it's think, like context yeah. is everything, right? Like, right. you know, there's a certain type of pain or a certain, you know, th- that that <laughs> we're like, like that is my motto. Stop it. <laughs> that is, <laughs> leave me alone. You're attacking me. <laughs> yeah. But your own stress cup might be tolerate. You might be able to tolerate. This is my whole point about how your client stresses, right? Because there have been times where I want to go punch a boxing bag to get out stress and it actually feels better after. And then there are times where I want to lie in Shavasana and not even do the yoga class. I just want to lie on the mat and hear a calm voice tell me that everything's going to be okay. Yep. Um, and I think it's important for us to teach our clients what they need to know about their individual body and how their body is affected by stress because that in itself helps them also come out of that guilt, shame, I can't do things mentality. Like if they're not doing seven days a week of exercise, they're not feeling bad about that because that also affects their immune system. Mm-hmm. And giving them kind of the open, um, an open space to do exercise that makes them feel rejuvenated like super pumped when they're done and energized, whatever that may be. For some people, it's going to be different from others. And instead of us forcing a certain way of doing things, I like the bio-individuality of the person and their personality and how you feel, you know, each day. Yeah. Cool, cool. Good stuff. So I want to actually talk about, speaking of stress cups, um, we'll get into the topic of supplements. Um, and I will say that, um, you know, in terms of immune system, maybe not immune system, but in terms of my stress cup, um, when I'm outside in the sun, my stress cup like depletes itself, right? <laughs> it gets bigger. Your cup gets bigger, right? Your body's more resilient. So what is that? Is that, is there a vitamin D component there? Like what, what's the deal there? Well, there's a lot of components and actually there's crazy research coming out about, getting sunlight into your eyes and how that affects different hormones in your body. Like morning sun is actually one of the most healing things they're finding in your circadian rhythm. So if you're... That's so so epic because I've been walking every day during COVID and I'm telling you, this is the first tan people I've had in in like seven years. And I think that is part of why I feel so good too. Yeah. I think they're... Yeah. For, I'm sorry for anybody listening to this podcast. Nicole's favorite word is epic, so just listen for it because <laughs> she will, can it. and will use it Everything all the time. Is epic. Life is epic. Life um, is epic. <laughs> so, so is our friend vitamin D, and that's probably like 
what I mean that's a big part of being out in the sun but it depends on your your skin color of how long it takes your body to turn in that sunlight to vitamin D so I have really light skin so it might take me 10 minutes you have a little bit darker skin maybe it takes you 20 minutes so um skin tone affects how long you need to be in the sun before your body actually converts vitamin D but I think there, there's a, I mean, there's so many different components. You're in nature, right? Like sometimes you might have, maybe not you in New York, but um, <laughs> oh, we there's might, some nature here. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, like if you take your shoes off, there's grounding going on, which has a lot of research on reducing inflammation and increasing your immune system. So I think there's a lot of components there. But what I say to my clients is it doesn't really matter what's going on. If you feel better, keep doing it. So, um, the vitamin D thing, right? So I've read, there's some research out on, uh, vitamin T, vitamin D, sorry, not vitamin T, uh, vitamin D and, um, respiratory function and prevention of getting sick and things like that. So, um, and now what I know, Bridget, from when you looked at my blood work a while back and, and said, Hey, like your vitamin D is low. And I'm like, I'm taking 2000. I use a day um, on top of my multivitamin. And uh, since then, I've been tracking it on a somewhat consistent basis. And I'm finding that my multi probably has about 3,000 in it uh, between the AM and the PM. And then I take another 5,000 on top of that, right? And the general recommendation is lower than that. Mm -hmm. But there's absorption differences from person to person right? Whether it be genetic or whether it be a gut bacteria thing. Yeah. So I think with vitamin D, the biggest things, genetics are huge. So there is a genetic component of how you, um, of how you transform like sunlight or vitamin D into the usable form in the body. So that's one part of genetics, but another part is how you absorb magnesium and magnesium is needed to bring up basically your vitamin D levels in the body. The other thing that affects absorption, although we had talked about this and you knew this and this wasn't a thing for you, but like taking vitamin D with fat because vitamins A, D, E, and K are Mm. all fat soluble vitamins. So you have to take them with fat um, and that makes them work better. The other thing, it goes back to that like bio-individuality piece of like were you using more vitamin D because of hormone changes? Were you, I don't know, everyone's really different. And so like the recommendation I think that is traditional is a thousand units. And most of the time I see that my clients still are really low on that dose. So when you go to the doctors, always ask if you're getting blood work done, have them test your vitamin D. Optimally, you'd have it tested in the winter and the summer. What's normal, and we this is something that's really important too, when they look at your normal vitamin D levels, they're looking at it from 30 all the way to 100. That is a really, really broad range. And what I know through more in-depth research and from seeing my clients, that the most optimal levels are from the high 40s to the low 60s. -hmm. And that's what you should be aiming for for most people. People with autoimmune conditions like celiac, like um, RA, like MS, they should be shooting for the 60s and maybe even sometimes 70s are healthy for them um, because of that immune system response um, that vitamin D has such a role 
in. Um, I do want to touch on too that vitamin D is not so help is so helpful for immune system. It's also really helpful with our hormones. So our testosterone, you know, men, especially in the gym are so worried about testosterone. So that's something really important too. And even women need to have enough testosterone. So it really builds on your sex hormones. Um, and really you can't get enough vitamin D from food. You just simply cannot. So I think a supplement is really important or getting out in the sun. Yeah. My menopausal, my menopausal women need more vitamin D for the exact same reason. Yeah. That's something I recommend them taking. I would say it's important to note that vitamin D in and of itself is a hormone, right? So the importance of like, if you think of that in terms of, if you have low testosterone, think about the consequences of that, right? If you're a male with low testosterone, you're, uh, you know, tired all the time, libido, stamina, things like that, um, depression, right? And then thinking in terms of what, how hormones function in the body, I, I, I think it's underemphasized and realizing that if you've got a vitamin D deficiency in your blood work and your lab results, uh, that you're, you're deficient in a hormone essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Um, outside of that supplementation wise for, uh, immune function, Yeah, I think it's important, like we have been talking about the whole time about gut health. So with supplements with the gut health, if you have any gut imbalances, what I wouldn't add are like prebiotics are really strong, say like over 20 billion units of probiotics. Probiotics should be individualized too. So you should be talking to your coach or your functional dietitian about that. But I think if you don't have any gut symptoms that doing a probiotic, especially during the time of COVID, that it can be helpful. Some brands that I really like are Metagenics and Innate and Pure Encapsulation. So looking for a professional line. And we also should touch on the point of supplements of quality, right? So you have to be going with a quality brand. You cannot, cannot go into CVS and buy a supplement. Agreed. Right? And Agreed. I'm going to tell you yeah. why. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. But here's, here's my little like two cents on that. So I have tried supplements. And Daron, I know you and I have been, we've, how many supplements, like brands have you played with throughout the years? I mean, I've tried so many. It's ridiculous. A like, bunch. And, and now I'll, I'll go as far now to, you know, get i'll look at third-party testing yeah right there's there's a website consumer labs that will do third-party testing and show you in comparison to what's on the label what's actually in the product and you'll be surprised that a lot of brands and a lot of companies either they'll use really low grade low quality ingredients right like multivitamins included um the type of B12 that they're using if they're using cyanocobalamin instead of methylcobalamin right and how that gets absorbed um, and there's aspects of supplements that you, it's, it's the very unregulated yeah. industry, right? Yeah. And you want to make sure you're taking the best, best quality stuff, um, and things that are backed and tested and batch tested. And there's just a lot that goes into that industry. Yeah. And a, a way to get around that too, is going with a professional line. When I say professional line, I mean like lines that, practitioners can sell, right? And so with Lifetime, you guys have like access to designs for health. Thorn. And Thorn. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so those are both professional lines. Um, Metagenics tests for 800 things. So whether it's talking to one of you, working with a functional dietitian, you need to be 
doing the best quality. Um, so the, so probiotics, vitamin D, um, your other antioxidants, so things like vitamin C are actually really helpful. I know at the beginning of this, vitamin C was getting very much debated in the uh, health world of its efficacy to prevent um, to prevent illness, but it really does. And actually, there is um, preliminary research about vitamin C via an IV. Um, for people that actually do contract COVID and they're getting amazing results actually in a um, ICU. So that's fabulous. So vitamin C, most people are deficient. I would say 500 milligrams a day for most people is good to start off. Again, professional line or quality supplement. Um, other things to be thinking about are zinc. So zinc picolinate or succinate or... Um, Carnosine would help with the gut health. Those types of zinc, and Darone, you are alluding to this too, like it's not only about just taking B12. It's not just about taking zinc. It's about taking it in the correct form. And so how you figure that out is the word with zinc, for example, it's the word right after. What that means is that's what zinc is bound to or it's attached to in a molecule, and that helps it work in the body differently. For example, for immune system, you want to go with the zinc picolinate, but if you're working on gut health and gut healing, you want to go with zinc carnosine. And the dosing is different for those, but for the immune system health, you want to start with 15 milligrams, and if you start to get sick, you can do that three times a day. It's not as helpful with zinc if you megadose with 50 milligrams all at once. Your body just cannot absorb all that zinc. Yeah. I think part of um, the reason why, well, one of the many reasons why I love you <laughs> is that when I started working with Bridget, I had told her that I, I'm super sensitive to dosage of everything from medication to even things like Tylenol. Like I can't tolerate some of the regular doses in a pill form. Um, and the supplements that Bridget and I like agreed upon starting everything. I love the magnesium. It's by far oh, yeah. my favorite because it's a liquid base. And so, you know, you can use the dropper depending on like, I've been using it if I get a migraine because I tend to get those around that certain time of the month. <laughs> it's amazing. I can go a little bit more and it takes it away. But if I want to use it for sleep, then I can do a couple of drops and I go to sleep without feeling kind of like hungover in the morning, like yeah. I've overdosed or done too much. Um, and the same thing with um, any of the pill forms of um, the anti-inflammatory. Yep, yep. Can break it apart, put it in my water, and it's much easier. And I think people feel more comfortable, or at least I did from my standpoint. I don't want to take something that's going to make me feel like crap. Yep. Um, so knowing that I have the ability to go to you and we can talk about it and have a discussion about what you think I should dose yep. on top of the quality, I think is really important because people are really afraid to take things if they think it's going to not make them feel good or if it doesn't, if it's not going to do anything. You know, people are very much. Um, results driven. Yeah, results driven. Right? Exactly. And they want to feel like safe. So yeah. I have an online dispensary that has all those professional line supplements. So that's like, I'm able to choose from like a hundred thousand different supplements to like really personalize it because 
that magnesium I don't use often, but like that's, I used it for you because we knew more about your history. So again, it's going back to that personalization piece. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for people, if you're listening to talk to, whether it be your doctor or if you're working with someone like Bridget or even coaches like Daron and I, it's important to find that personalized um you know, connection to the person that you're working with. It shouldn't be so general that you're just hoping for the best. We don't have to live in a hope for the best type of healthcare world. It should be something that actually is going to help you. Awesome. Love it. Anything else you want to add, Bridget? Um, if you start to, so I think this was happening a lot more at the beginning um, of COVID, but a lot of people were doing elderberry and echinacea. And this brings about if you're looking at the research of elderberry and echinacea, one concern about taking that with COVID is that you have this inflammatory response going on in the body if you take, um, or if you contract COVID, you have this huge inflammatory um, response in the lungs. And elderberry and echinacea help with that inflammatory response. They help with the immune system, but they can add to the storm of inflammation that we call the cytokine storm. So what I'm having clients do is to be taking that if they're traveling or anything like that. If they feel like they're starting to get COVID, what we push more are vitamin D, zinc, um, and vitamin C and a probiotic. So for prevention, like elderberry and echinacea just will help your immune system to be increased. If you have an autoimmune condition though, that's where you really want to be working with a provider, which I think autoimmune conditions are so much more common than they used to be. You want to be working with them because I actually don't have my clients with autoimmune conditions to take echinacea because it increases the immune system, which is not good for some people. So there are nuances to different things. Um, and the, that's definitely one of them. Another one that I have a lot of my clients take is called N-acetylcysteine. And N-acetylcysteine is an antioxidant. So we talked about like the color and fruits and vegetables are really important to fight free radicals, which cause inflammation in the body. Um, so N-acetylcysteine helps the liver to get rid of waste, basically. It also supports the lungs a lot. So a lot of my clients with asthma, I have them take N-acetylcysteine. N-acetylcysteine then turns into glutathione in the body. And glutathione is the biggest, most major antioxidant. In times of stress, glutathione is depleted, which you can't really be alive right now and not be stressed. So <laughs> N-acetylcysteine might be something for people to be taking as well. And you can dose that just starting with one, five to 600 milligram at night because our liver really works a lot at night and see how you feel. Do it for a month. Cool. Good stuff, Bridget. Thank you. You're welcome. This is so fun. <laughs> I'm really- um... Jerome, it's epic. <laughs> it's epic. This was um, epic. Cool. Well, I appreciate your knowledge. I, uh, you know, appreciate, you know, you've gone through lots and lots of training and, and I, as you mentioned, um, for this, and you're definitely somebody to look to for, uh, the right information. You've looked at the research you've studied. Um, so, you know, I appreciate all that and, uh, I'll post some links for you. Uh, everybody check out Bridget at well by Bridget. You'll see the spelling in this podcast. Uh, also <laughs> on the eat right nutrition Instagram. I'll, I'll post a, a clip of this as well. So you guys can, I'll tag you in it later, Bridget. And that's it. We're good. 
Awesome. I also, for Eat Right Nutrition listeners, I want to do a special offer on my gut health group program. Woohoo! First offer on the podcast. I love it. Um, so if anyone is interested in my group gut health program that starts July 13th, let me know. Mention Eat Right nutrition podcast and you will get a super super special offer that might include a stool test. Ooh, let's test that. Ooh. <laughs> Look looking forward to stool testing. Um <laughs> all right, cool. Bridget, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you yeah. for joining us for episode one of Eat Right Nutrition Podcast. More to come. <laughs>